There are a lot of things we can cover here on the Peru Tribal Podcast, but we wanted to try something a little different. A series of episodes intertwined with our regular podcast that explain the history of Peru. Topics that help you get educated and excited about your trip to come allow you to be more knowledgeable when you arrive to Machu Picchu. A plus for people who have been to Peru and are looking for all sorts of research wrapped into an episode. So join me, David Kozlowski, in our narrative pieces on Peru's history. Today, we start with the amazing explorer Hiram Bingham III. So before we talk about Hiram Bingham III, I think it's important to talk about his family, the life before he was born, okay? So we're going to start with his grandfather, Hiram Bingham I. Hiram Bingham I was a Protestant missionary that brought Christianity to Hawaii. What's interesting about this is at the time, the Catholic Church had also arrived on the island, but Hiram Bingham was able to establish such great relationship with the leaders of Hawaii that they eventually chose Protestant to be their main source of Christianity, thus as a result, making it a crime to be a Catholic on the island. At one point, he was so ingrained with the Hawaiian politics that the church actually recalled him back to the United States as they felt that he was interfering too much. But despite being recalled, he did make some really groundbreaking movements in Hawaii. One being that he actually translated the Bible from English to Hawaiian. While having deep roots and passion for Hawaiian culture, he did finish out his life in the United States where he became a pastor of an African-American church. But while he was in Hawaii, he did have six children, and one of them being Hiram Bingham II. Hiram Bingham II, born in Honolulu, Hawaii, at just 10 years old, was sent back to the United States to attend school. He eventually attended Yale University in 1853, which shortly after he was ordained as a Congressionalist minister. He got married and sailed back to Honolulu as an adult. We talked about Hiram Bingham I translating English to Hawaiian for the Bible. Well, Hiram Bingham II did exactly that with Gilbertese. Hiram spread Christianity to other Pacific Coast islands as well, but he eventually settled in Honolulu. He then served as a secretary of the Hawaiian board from 1877 to 1880. Now, throughout Hiram Bingham II's life, they did have their only child, which was Hiram Bingham III. And now, why do I tell you this? It's to really set the scene as to who Hiram Bingham III could have potentially been. You see, his family had preset a vision for Hiram to actually go to China to convert the emperor to Christianity. And as we know, that didn't happen. So he's got this family history of missionaries in, in Christianity, and he also has exploration to a degree in his blood. Hawaii was not a state at the time, it was known as Sandwich Islands, and he lived a very different life than most people who grew up in the States at that time. He eventually went back to the States to get a degree from Yale and eventually a doctorate from Harvard. That being said, during his time in Yale, he was a tutor for quite a bit. Uh, again, very intelligent man. He actually tried to get into the Skull and Bones Society and failed to do so presumably due to his social status. Again, he was very poor. Uh, but at one point in his junior year, he was actually invited to a family's home to meet some daughters. Uh, I believe this is sort of a time where it was kind of like, hey, meet my daughter. Maybe you're interested. Uh, but a bunch of gentlemen were there uh, with Hiram. 
Hiram was extremely shy, so he kind of sat back in the corner. He didn't really introduce himself uh, to any of the girls. And uh, eventually he graduated from Yale and went back to Honolulu. Now, I bring up the point of that lunch uh, with the daughters for a very particular reason, because as he was in Honolulu at his family's home, so again, he had left college, went right back home with his parents, lived with them, probably lowering his head like, great, I get to go back home. This is awesome. All of a sudden, the family that he had ate lunch with, their family yacht, which not many people have yachts, by the way, this is not some like normal thing, shows up in Honolulu. So I'm kind of setting the scene as to who this family might be. Alfreda Mitchell is the daughter that he eventually goes up to to introduce himself to. And Alfreda Mitchell, while I may not ring a bell, is uh, a lineage to Charles Tiffany, who is, in fact, the gentleman who started the Tiffany & Co. jewelry company. So uh, Alfreda lived a very different lifestyle from Hiram. Hiram, again, poor. Alfreda, very, very wealthy, uh, lived in New York City for a while, had a very different life going to different islands uh, in this family yacht, very lavish lifestyle, kind of living the dream, as you would say in today's sense. But they fall in love, they get married, they have seven sons, they move to Cambridge, and this is where he actually ends up getting his doctorate in Latin American history at Harvard, and he begins to teach, at which point, He's sitting around teaching and there's this inner burn happening. And I feel like there was a lot of things at play here, right? Got this crazy good history of explorers going to Hawaii. And at the time, the U.S. president, Teddy Roosevelt, had just finished his term. Teddy Roosevelt had implemented the Panama Canal. He was huge in exploration, big into hunting, national parks. I mean, he led this era that was very get out and get going. And I have to feel that that played a slight role in Hiram's desire for adventure at that time, just because of where the U.S. was. So Hiram compiles this small team and sets out two different expeditions in South America, one from Caracas to Bogota and one from Buenos Aires to Bolivia. Now, during these expeditions, he was only researching the European side of South American history. And it wasn't until he went to Santiago where he met some Peruvian scholars at a conference, at which point they talked about Cusco, which intrigued Hiram to want to go see it for himself. So he went to Cusco City, the former Incan city, and he went to Sexy Woman, he went to Chocacarral, which if you're not familiar, Chocacarral was the original Machu Picchu in a sense, right? It wasn't Machu Picchu, but it was known as the last city of the Incas. So he goes back to the United States, he compiles all of his notes, and he starts to believe that there's no way Chocacarral was the last city of the Incas. He just can't buy it. And this is the part of the movie where the music raises up really high and you just see people working like crazy. And he's working with Peruvian scholars, going through all of his notes and all the reading material he can find. And eventually he has this eureka moment that there is absolutely no way that Choca Corral is in fact the last city of the Incas. He doesn't believe it. There's no way. So he then starts to put together an expedition to go back to Peru in 1911 to find more ruins. Early July, the expedition starts, and as they're traveling down the Yurubamba River, they come up to a village. At this village, they meet a man named Machur, who they ask if he knows of any ruins around the area. And Machur points up the mountain and says, Machu Picchu. So they get some sleep to wake up in the morning to go find this mysterious place known as Machu Picchu. It has been said that Machur actually got drunk that night and uh, woke up and was still good to go and guide them up the mountain to go find this beautiful place. 
Now, as they're being guided up the mountain, they eventually run into a family, the Ricciarta family. And this is a family of farmers that has been living in Machu Picchu. Very interesting because they wanted to be away from society, sort of, quote, live off the grid in what we would call today, today's standards. And this family is a little kind of blown away. Like, why is this gringo here on the mountain? Well, Machura eventually tells them that they are looking for the ruins. Hiram is looking for the ruins, at which point this family actually takes this, is, this part. It blows my mind. It has their son, who is five years old, guide Hiram over some terraces to eventually see Machu Picchu. Incredible, right? But what's more interesting to me is how a five-year-old is the one climbing through. Hiram wrote down that he actually had a very hard time keeping up with this child. And the child eventually shows him through all this compound. The whole area is guiding him through everything. And Hiram's having a hard time keeping up. It's like, it just goes to show If you've been on the Inca Trail or you've done any hikes where there's porters in Peru, the genetics that they have, the genetic makeup that has evolved, I mean, they they thrive in high elevation and they can just move through these areas where, you know, six foot four Hiram Bingham has a really hard time navigating. It's just really impressive. So this boy is taking Hiram around Machu Picchu to all these iconic locations that we know and love. One in particular, the Intuana Stone, which is at the time the only one in in perfect condition because the Spanish would actually come through and knock the tops of these off because they saw it as an idol. So there you have it. Hiram Bingham discovers Machu Picchu, but something interesting about this discovery is that Hiram knew he wasn't the first to discover Machu Picchu. In fact, there were some areas of Machu Picchu where names were written on the walls from locals or even foreigners who saw Machu Picchu as a possible mining location. Can you imagine Machu Picchu being a mining location or wiped out by a mine? It's just crazy. He eventually traveled back to the United States with all of his images, some artifacts and notes and basically told the world about this beautiful area called Machu Picchu. The the United States went crazy. They noted it as the lost city in the clouds. And with all this popularity, Hiram was able to go back to Peru and start excavating the site. So that is our brief history of Hiram Bingham III, his discovery of Machu Picchu. He eventually was in politics. He was in the military for a little while. One of his sons was actually a World War II hero. Just a very interesting life. And I feel like Hiram was a very good place for us to start when talking about the history of Machu Picchu and really the discovery, the rediscovery, if you will. So hopefully you enjoyed this history lesson on the Peru Travel Podcast. If you like what we're doing, leave us a review. And if you like these history lessons, please give us some feedback, shoot us an email. If you're looking to book your travel trip to Peru, book it through Kachi Life, C-A-C-H-I-L-I-F-E.com. If you're traveling to Peru and you want to join a community, our Peru Tips for Travelers Facebook group is a great place to start. And that's it. So thanks for listening and happy travels.